0: I read somewhere today that children who are born at the end of this year are going to be called children of the corn.
1: <laughs> children of the quorn. Children of the
0: How creepy is that? I've never seen that movie. Oh, it gave me nightmares. That and The Ring and Requiem for a Dream.
1: Oh, yeah. Requiem for a Dream was real bad. I
0: am not exaggerating. I slept with the lights on for a week after I saw that movie. I am not lying. I slept with that. Ellen Burstyn walking around in the goddamn snow. I slept with the lights on. (laughs) Patricia
1: Hines. You guys, I'm gonna do it right this time. Welcome to Obsessed with Disappeared, the podcast where Ellen Marsh and I tell the stories of missing people by recapping the episode that covered their case on IDs disappeared. You guys, we were recording a promo for this a few weeks ago, and I was trying to get Ellen to say the name of our podcast. Say the name of the podcast for the people. Obsessed with Disappeared. <laughs> Do you guys hear it too? What? She was with Disappeared? She thinks that our podcast is called Obsessa Disappeared.
0: <laughs> as though it's the name of a person. That's not what I'm saying! Obsessed with Disappeared! How do you say it?
1: Obsessed with Disappeared.
0: First of all, that was molasses. <laughs> Obsessed with Disappeared. You don't talk like that. No, it's
1: okay. You say it <laughs> you so cute. Not. Every time you, you say it, it is so you nice. You don't
0: talk like
2: that.
1: Oh. Thank you for making a podcast with me.
0: Tell them about the Facebook group before everybody goes away. I know. Join our Facebook group. We have like 13,000 wackadoos in there. It's the Obsessed with Disappeared <laughs> podcast. It's the what, girl? It's the Obsessed with Disappeared Podcast <laughs> Facebook group. What? Maybe it's that she's missing
1: the first D. It's called the Obsessed with Disappeared Podcast Discussion Group.
0: What did I say?
1: Obsessed with Disappeared Podcast Discussion Group. <laughs> no,
0: <what is> <laughs> you, you can also join us on Instagram, The Disappeared Pod. Every Friday night we go live at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's just more of this bullshit. At any rate, connect with us on social media. We love hearing <laughs> from you. What?
1: I really do love it when you just transition from being you to the spokesperson for the podcast. Anyway, please join us on the social media. You can find us at your convenience at. It's like a complete shift in the tone of voice. What is happening? <laughs> what happened to the lady with the outline for the Friday Night Live? Get, bring her back. Oh, where did that lady go? I guess i believe <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> All right, you guys. Season two, episode three, Secret Rendezvous. It tells the story of the disappearance of Patty Adkins.
0: Oh, geez. Okay.
3: Single mom, Patty Adkins, vanishes in the middle of the night. And her family fears the worst.
0: I trusted Patty that she knew this man. You don't think the worst is going to happen. You don't think that's the last time that you're going to speak to your little sister.
3: Investigators piece together a disturbing picture of her life.
2: There's something wrong here. It just makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck. She had said there can't be any paper trail of the money.
3: But will detectives get the break they need to unravel the mystery?
2: We checked airlines. We checked passports. We found no evidence of her just taking off. Patty's loved ones wait for some sign of her.
3: Hoping it's not too late.
4: I don't think she would run away. Nothing would keep her from her daughter. There's no one who could convince me of that.
1: June 29th, 2001. It's the Friday before the 4th of July. We're going to Marysville, Ohio, you guys.
0: Yeah. What is the abbreviation for Ohio?
1: Oh, oh.
0: Yeah. Good job. It does start and end with an O, so that's not a horrible guess, but it's wrong.
1: And when we talk about it in the abbreviated form, we just say, ooh. Yeah. So we meet Patty Atkins. She's 29 years old. She is gorgeous. It doesn't matter. Who cares? But she's gorgeous. She works for Honda. Girl, she loves her job. She
0: really does love her job. And the Honda Factory, I have never heard of this. Same. We learn that every year, the Honda Factory shuts down for a week. <laughs> <I know.
1: laughs> to which I say, good on you, Honda. Like, I think that's awesome.
0: I've never heard of that, but I do want to say we have a lot of listeners from all around. around. Around the world, and it always baffles people from other countries when I say this. Generally speaking, Americans only get about two weeks off a year
1: for vacations, like from your job. Yeah, Yeah, from your job. So
0: whenever I say that to someone from another country, they're like, "No."
1: Here's the thing, foreign people. We know that you actually do know that about us and you're just making us feel bad when we say it to you in conversation. It's like, oh, come to England where you have
0: a kid and you don't have to go back to work until
1: they go to college.
0: (laughs) Some of us have to work, England. It's so true. But at Honda, hey, everyone, if you're looking for a job, the whole place collectively shuts off for a week.
1: And I love it. I think that's a really great thing for your employees. That's fucking great. Good for you, Honda.
0: Right. So we learned that... Patty
3: has worked as a Honda associate, as employees are called since she was 19 one of the few women on the assembly line.
0: Who run the world, girls. But at any rate, yeah. she's been working at Honda since she was 19. She loves it and she has slowly worked her way up the ladder.
1: So we meet her sisters. Her sisters are like the main storytellers. There's Marsha and Janine. And so they're telling us that like she has this boyfriend who works at the plant and we can't really get the sense if they know him, if they've met him. But apparently, Patty and the boyfriend have been together for like years. And during this shutdown week, the boyfriend wants to take Take Patty on a road trip to Canada to a cabin with no cell service. None of this makes any sense to me.
4: She was supposed to be going to a remote part of Canada, not in phone service area, so she wouldn't be able to call. So
0: there's a lot of things that aren't going to make sense. Just a small rewind. Patty also has a beautiful little seven-year-old girl named McKaylee from a previous relationship. I'm not sure of marriage. So, you know, the sisters go on to tell us that she had talked
4: to me about where they would live and that they'd talked about wanting more kids she was head over heels in love with this man.
0: Patty has been, you know, dreaming all the things you do and say when you're in stupid love.
1: But she's saying that about this guy. Like, right. she imagines that this is the guy who she's going to have more kids with and they're going to run away and be in love and she's calling him the soulmate. I just want to say that, like, they're going to Canada for this week off. Now, I have absolutely no idea what Ohio is, where it is, yeah. how you abbreviate it. But I do know that Canada's pretty far from anywhere. So I gave her a goog today and I was like, Ohio to Canada, and you can drive to it from Ohio in a couple hours. I was like, How do you think they're going to get there, girl?
0: Oh. <laughs> well, the timeline goes she clocked out at midnight yeah. and they worked at the same plant. Yeah. So they were going to go together. So they were going to drive home <laughs> night, <get> to Canada. <laughs> So anyway, the sisters
1: are just going on and on and on about, like, how head over heels in love Patty
4: is with this boyfriend. Their relationship was more to her, like, this soulmate thing, being able to talk to him and tell him anything. All she ever talked about is they would just have these long talks and
0: he'd make her laugh. Right. And I have something to say about that. Pull over. Please. Just... just... <laughs> Sorry,
1: every time we say that I imagine somebody who's like in the fourth lane <laughs> all the way to the left is like, oh shit
0: and she, like they put the <laughs> and it's just a fast left and everyone stops and they cause a little mini traffic jam <laughs> sorry <O-W-D. laughs> Do you know Patrick and Ellen no? okay can you move though even better, I like the idea that
1: like all at once the entire highway just pulls onto the shoulder and yeah, they're all like 700 cars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I just want to talk. Oh, okay. I know. I'm going
1: gonna, I'm gonna to go for a walk. I'll be back when you're done with your monologue.
0: I just want to talk about the word soulmate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> They keep saying that word. I'm not bitter. I'm not jaded. I No, I have experienced real, deep, immense love. No, because they keep saying this. Deep connections come by choice. And if you meet someone who just gets you and it feels good and it's easy and it's natural and it's effortless, you've just met somebody that you're compatible with. You are so jaded. No, no, I'm not. Listen, no, I'm not jaded. I'm here to say... That love is hard work. And if you do find someone that you can't live without and that completes you, don't give the universe credit for that bullshit. Okay. (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) Because all to say, soulmates aren't a thing. Anyway, so her shift at Honda was at 3.30 p.m. to midnight. And Sister Marsha said that she was
4: supposed to be going to a remote part of Canada, not in phone service area, so she wouldn't be able to call.
0: Like, isn't? Every part of Canada remote. Like, I know what is up there: bears, <laughs> moose, and free healthcare. That's all I know. That's in Canada. You forgot
1: Alanis Morissette. I'm going to forgive you for it, but don't do it again.
0: And Justin, how do you say his last name? Trudeau.
1: Trudeau. I
0: mean, he's so hot. I'd let him run me over with his car. Like,
1: I know. It's I keep talking about John Ossoff, one of the guys like running in the runoffs in Georgia. I'm yeah, like in Georgia. I have an open invitation for him to put his body anywhere on my face. If he would like to put it. Yeah. <laughs> John, I know you listen. I know you're a big disappeared fan. Girl, anywhere, anytime you want to put any part of your body on any part of my face, open invitation.
0: Okay. We could blast that places. We could blast that on all of our platforms. <laughs> but at any rate, she was going to a remote part. So she basically was saying, I'm dropping my kid off, and I'm not gonna talk to you until I get back.
1: I don't get the sense that this family knows this guy very well. And I get it, she's an adult. You can't tell her what to do, but she's driving in literally the middle of the night, into the woods with a guy these people don't really know, to a place where no one's going to be able to contact her for a week? This all seems crazy.
0: And if someone said that to me, if you said, hey, uh, I'm going out of town, I'm not going to have cell service, I would be like, what?
1: If I ever say that to you, call the police. No! Because that... there is a the person holding my child hostage. I don't even like to go into the air if I can't get cell service. I
0: mean, yeah, no, truly. <laughs> and nowadays you can. It's like fourteen right. ninety nine, and sure. I'm paying it because I'm not going an hour and a half without cell service. Like what? I'm not a sociopath. Thank you very no. much. (laughs) So it's the night that she
1: goes missing, right? Her work shift was 3.30 to midnight, you guys. Christopher gives us the voiceover, and it's like a reenactment of the outside of the factory. And Christopher says,
3: It's the last shift before the week-long vacation ends hundreds of Honda associates dash out of work, eager to begin their vacations.
1: We see a mad fucking crush of, like, background actors, like, shoving their way through the door, running to their cars. And I went, I thought the direction of this scene was like, we're gonna need it to be a little bit more like that semi-annual Filene's Basement wedding dress sale. If you could give us a little bit more of that energy. These people are running for their fucking lives. I wrote, they hate their jobs. Yeah, They are
0: running for that week off.
1: Have you ever seen the Fylee's basement semi-annual wedding dress sale where they like open at 7am and women are being crushed. Women are
0: killing each I other. Know. They <laughs> leave women in their wake. They don't give a shit. They are getting that strapless bodice dress whether you like it or I, not. Get out of my fucking way, Susan. <laughs> Also, one last question. Honda,
1: why are you making these people work till midnight? I know. Girl, till midnight? <laughs> till midnight? <laughs> we also learn that, you guys, the shift ends at midnight. Christopher tells us.
3: At 19 seconds past midnight, Patty Atkins clocks out of her shift.
1: She started doing her stretches for that run about 10 minutes before the shift ended. It took her 19 seconds to clock out of her job, Ellen.
0: Listen, do not shame that woman. She had to hit some skins. She wanted to play hide the salami. She wanted to get her freak on. She wanted to do the horizontal mambo. She wanted to bunk ugly, seal the deal, tap it. She wanted a little slap and tickle. (laughs) Let the woman live her life! She was out that door faster than your dad walked out on your family. (laughs) Do you have a picture of? Do you know I've never seen your dad? I've never seen your dad either. What if it's the same person? So we're fast forwarding to July 8th, when Patty should have been returning home for her week-long Canadian rendezvous, coming back to her sister, Marsha, and pick up her daughter, McKaylee. So this is July 8th at noon. Hi. Called her house and left a message on the answer
4: machine. That was around 1230. When she didn't pick up, I guess I was just thinking they were running late. Called again at one. One thirty half half-hour increments that turned into 15-minute increments that turned into 5-minute increments.
0: Marsha's waiting, and she's waiting, and she doesn't show. She doesn't wait that long, though. 12.30, she calls. 1
1: o'clock, she calls again. 1.30, she calls again. Have you ever had, a like, a babysitting situation that, like, the people are late, and you have fucking plans? Right. Like, Marsha had shit to do that afternoon. Right.
0: Absolutely. So, Sister Marsha is losing her patience because, you know, she's late, who knows, for her own dick appointment. And so she actually calls Patty's boyfriend.
1: Which made me happy because I was like, at least that she knows him well enough to have a phone number or something. I thought that too. But
0: she calls and a woman answers.
1: Yeah. And not only that, Christopher betrays us because Christopher tells us in this moment that not only was it the guy that Patty went away with, it was his wife. Marsha knew he was
4: married. Patty had told me about someone who she was talking to at work. How much she liked, you know, talking to him. He was so funny and things like that. And then spilled the beans that he was married. That he had a wife and kids. And I was like, oh, no, no want that.
0: Yeah. So we get a little sneaky sneak by ID (laughs) because the sisters (laughs) knew the whole time that Patty's boyfriend was married with children.
1: So like everybody needed to be putting their thinking caps on a little bit more snugly because this guy gets one week off a year it seems. He's got a wife and children who he's abandoning and he's going away with your sister who they don't know about to a place that they're not telling you. All you know is that you're not going to be able to to reach her. This is not safe. I mean, like, already the red flags are everywhere that this shit is not fucking safe.
0: Yeah, it is so many red flags.
1: Yeah, so we go back now to July of 2000, when apparently Janine lived in Miami, and Patty goes to visit, and this is where she's really going on and on and on about this boyfriend. And she says she wants to get him a present, she wants to get him a Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt from Miami. There are people that
0: collect Hard Rock t-shirts from all over the world. Sure, and it was like
1: before the internet made it easy to just order everything anything from anywhere. But like we learned in this segment that.
4: And then she started talking more about their future plans together. He owned a business with his brother-in-law and
0: he was going to sell his share and it wouldn't be in his name any longer. And that's when he was going to ask his wife for a divorce. And that way she would have no rights to his business.
1: But the most important thing we learn is that Patty has been giving him money. Right. And from the telling of the sister, Patty's giving him money so he can sort of like settle the finances of the business to sell it so that Patty and him can be together sooner.
0: Right. And at this point, it is unclear as to how much money it is. But the sister seems to think at this point, it's a little bit upwards of about $20,000. Which is so fucking
1: crazy. And Janina's is like, girl, I don't think you should do that. And then we cut to Marcia and Marcia's like, what
4: do
0: you mean you're loaning him money? How much money?
4: <sighs> Are you crazy? You've worked all this time for to save all this money, you know, and worked so hard for it.
1: Like, for Marsha, the picture's getting a little bit more into focus for Marsha. Yeah. And she's saying, like, girl, you've been working all your life at the fucking Honda factory. You're giving this dirtbag $20,000, and this is the most important point. Patty tells
4: Marsha... Said to her, how is he going to pay all of that back? And she just said he has to start gradually paying it back. Kind of how she had lent it to him. You know, not in one big lump sum. She had said he had to start paying that money back. In July. He
1: has to start paying me back in July. You guys, July is when she goes missing. So if you're not like connecting the dots yet, this guy is a fucking dirtbag who was using her for money. And when the bills came due, he decided to fucking kill her. Sue me. That's what happened. Yeah. You have to explain to me why she's falling for this. Why is she going for this? She's like so beautiful and young and driven and cool. Why is she going for this?
0: Do you ever listen to me when I talk or no? <laughs> I feel like every time I start to talk about narcissistic abuse, you turn off and start reciting the Golden Girls theme song in your head. This man Uh was carrying on two relationships. One does not know about the other, manipulating her into giving her money, promising the things of the future, probably love bombing her. She was calling him her soulmate. She was saying they were going to be together. They were going to have a family. Narcissists tell people what they want to hear in that moment to get what they want. And it happens to people who think they're very smart. I thought I was a very smart and keyed in type of person and I was fooled. So are you frozen? Oh, no,
1: sorry. What? I, I, I yeah. missed that whole thing. Yeah. Can you start over?
0: Exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. This he was a master manipulator. Yeah,
1: and we are going to learn. I want to say this now because I feel like I'm going to forget to say it later. Like, we learned that...
3: Patty only mentioned getting together with this man a handful of times outside of work.
1: Like, two or three times. She's been calling this guy her boyfriend for years, years. Yeah. Giving him money for years. She's only ever seen him outside of the factory two or three times. And that's corroborated by a whole bunch of people. Right. And that's why this trip to Canada was so important because it was the first time, according to Patty, they were ever going to have like real time alone together. Yeah,
0: yeah. I totally get that. And one of the detectives say,
2: it appears to be an emotional relationship between the two of them. Because if it was physical, there wasn't a lot of it going on.
0: It seemed to be more of an emotional relationship. Yeah. You know, texts or phone calls or what have you. So we're back in Marion, Ohio, July 8th at 2 p.m. So this is
1: the day that she was supposed to be back picking up her daughter. Down
0: bitch sister Marsha is not ready to blow this all up, right? Right. But she still (laughs) needs to call her sister. So she calls the wife of the guy she's in Canada with. And as a side hustle, he's a mechanic. Yeah. So she pretends to be a potential customer.
4: I just said that I was inquiring about his business as something that I needed as a potential customer. She said he'd be back later in the afternoon. I thought that that was a good thing because that just meant they weren't back yet.
0: Oh, okay. So they're just like taking a long time to get back from Canada. Meanwhile, down bitch sister Marsha calls some more of Patty's friends and no one has heard from her. Now it's 5 p.m. Yeah, so she calls
1: back to the boyfriend's house and this time the boyfriend answers.
4: I said, where's my sister? I
0: said...
4: What do you mean? I said, Patty, my sister, you know, you guys went away. And he got quiet and got a little bit, I don't know how to describe, just different. Patty, oh, you mean from Honda? And like, you know, just kind of vague. And I said, yes. And he goes, well... No, I, I i i don't know what you're talking about
1: the guy is just fully pretending like he doesn't even know who patty is yeah and this is where i'm like wait did patty make this whole thing up like at this point in the episode i don't know what to believe but like Marsha is saying that like he's not like cool as a
4: cucumber he's like according to Marsha, stuttering stammering said, so what did you do to her because she left with you i know she was leaving with you i can't believe you're saying you don't know her. and then i panicked
1: do the math in Marsh's head. I haven't talked to my sister in eight days. This guy is saying he doesn't know where she is, but I know that he was the last one to be with her. This person has had eight days to do whatever with her. Yeah. Th- like, and, and nobody would know about
0: it. And she says something, you guys, she
4: says, It just didn't sit well with me. Something didn't seem right about it.
0: To which I said, everybody together with me. When your gut says something, <laughs> listen, listen to, to that, that bitch. bitch. And I know I get it. You know, it's difficult to have conversations with people, especially not
1: me. I'm very easy to talk to.
0: Yeah, you are. So you are like cucumbers are like that guy is cool. No, it's hard to have difficult conversations. And when you see somebody that you love happy, it's hard to have those conversations and say, hey, I know you're super happy, but I'd really like to tell you the things about this person that I don't. Don't like. It's never going to end well. Yeah. I get it.
1: So now, you guys, it's 3 a.m. the same day. So, like, earlier in the day, Marsha had called the guy at 5 o'clock. Now it's 3 a.m. She calls the guy again, and she is here to spill all the fucking tea because the wife answers. And why nobody's called the police by now, I don't understand. But Marsha calls back. The wife answers.
4: I basically said to the wife that I was Patty's sister. She was supposed to go away with your husband. She's been loaning him money over the past two years. She maybe spoke to me for about 15 minutes and then gave the phone to him.
0: Do you not think that's crazy? No, it's bananas. Fifteen minutes. I mean, if somebody called and was like, hey, I just want to tell you my sister was with your husband, like, I would be like, What? I know. <laughs> 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 and then they just casually have a little kiki
1: for 15 I, I, minutes? No, I know, I know. But then the wife hands the phone over to the
4: husband. He was like, what? what makes you think that I knew your sister so well? And I just gave him details, you know, things she had said about the trip, gifts she had bought him. I knew that he had a motorcycle. You know, I knew all about his business, knew about his wife, knew about his kids, all these things. He would just ask questions, probing questions. In hindsight, I think they wanted to see how much I knew.
1: He is saying to her, like, girl, what makes you think I knew your sister so well? And she's trying to give him evidence, talking about the trips and the gifts that she bought him and the money and the motorcycle. And I'm thinking, Marsha, girl, all you need to know is that if this guy didn't do it, then all he would be saying to you is, oh, my God, I don't know what's happening. Let's call the police. Let's organize a search. Oh, my God, my friend from work is missing. And you're like, let's go find her. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's all the evidence you need. And Marsha, Marsha is just saying that she's, like, still in shock which I guess I understand. Marsha, call the cops, girl.
4: Right, but tell them how
0: long they stayed on the phone.
4: Later the next day, I was thinking about it. I had a conversation for 45 minutes with this guy and his wife. Why did they stay on the phone with me?
0: 45 minutes! I don't get it! I don't think in 20 years of knowing you, we have ever talked on the phone for (laughs) 45 (laughs) minutes. Except now we do it once a week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like 45 minutes. And to your point, if it was a person, he'd be like, listen, I don't know. Get off the phone with me and call the police. Call the cops. Like, I know. That is, I know. to me and to Sister Marsha, it seemed like they were trying to figure out what the sister knew. But does that mean the wife is in on it? I'm going to hold my tongue on that till the end.
1: Oh! Oh, did you just learn how to hold your tongue earlier today?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just YouTube did. I just took a YouTube tutorial.
1: So detectives Jeff and Jamie get assigned to the case.
0: Right. So they talked to a bunch of people at Honda, and everybody said exactly what you stated before. She always stayed late. She was always one of the last ones out. Yeah. And, you know, that night, again, reminder, she was out at midnight and 19 seconds because she had to coital. <laughs>
1: She was in the mood for making love. (laughs) (laughs) Making, hey, did you and your (laughs) ex-husband ever make love? (laughs) (laughs) But the people in the factory who didn't know her so well were saying that like.
2: There was no flirtation around this co-worker and reported when talking with the associates.
1: She was a manager. She had to talk to everybody. No one ever saw any flirting. But then we get a different story from a co-worker. And Christopher says to us,
3: Detectives get a different picture from a friend of Patty's at Honda. Since the friend doesn't want her name revealed, we'll call her Jane. We're going to call her Jane.
0: Really? Christopher! And we're gonna call her Cordelia. Like, right. Right? That's what I want! That's the level of creativity! That's the
1: level of drama we're going for, girl! Yeah, we're gonna call her Jane. Do better, Christopher! We're gonna call her Julia Roberts.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we're going to call her Julia Roberts.
0: We're gonna call her Dame Helen Murin.
3: <laughs> Since she doesn't want her real name used, We're going to call her Dame Helen Mirren. Guys, that's not... uh... We're going to call her Dorothy Zbornak. (laughs) Since she doesn't want her real name used, we're going to call her Dorothy Zbornak. Zbornak? The the whole time? The whole show?
0: We're going to call her Kelly Kapowski.
3: (laughs) We're going to call her Kelly Kapowski. Now that's that's definitely already...
1: We're going to call her Shannon Doherty.
0: We're going to call her Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call her Whoopi Goldberg.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because the best part of that is that for the rest of the episode, Christopher would have to be like... According, according to, to the, the sisters, sisters and Whoopi... <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> And it is true that when the cops revisited their interview with Whoopi, they were uh... (laughs) out. So Jane doesn't want her real name used, but she sits down for an interview with the cops, and she's saying that...
2: Patty didn't talk about her personal life a whole lot, except for her close friends. Her friend said that Patty had told her she was being very quiet about this because the guy was married. Not many people knew the details.
1: This is where we learned that, like, according to Patty, the relationship was, like, super hot and heavy, though they only ever got together a few times outside of work in the two or three years that they were together.
0: Right, and Jane also knew all of the other information. She knew he was married. Yeah. She knew he had kids. It seemed like that one little work friend that you have that you, like, sit in the corner and gossip with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, your little work bestie. <laughs>
1: this section ends with one of the detectives looking at the camera with kind of a smirk. He goes,
2: the relationship between the two of them is kind of a mystery.
1: And I went, girl, That's why we're we're here! That's why we called you, girl! (laughs) The look on his face was like, wait, do you guys know what happened? What happened, girl?
0: No, it's it's a mystery. So this is the creepiest thing. To me, this is the creepiest part of this story. Yeah. The sister explained to us that...
3: Patty told her sister, Marsha, that she wasn't supposed to pack any clothes...
0: Supposedly they were going to buy all
4: their stuff there. And I was like, well, if it's so remote, where are you going to buy anything? You know, what about food? Where are you going to sleep? She couldn't even give me a location.
0: We don't even need to bring clothes. We're going to buy all new clothes when we get there. And the sisters were like, wait, didn't you just say you were going somewhere remote without cell service? If there's a coles, there's bound (laughs) to be cell (laughs) service,
1: girl. Right. And like, that's the other thing. So if you guys are keeping a tally now, no one's allowed to know about this trip. They're going somewhere super far away where he's leaving his wife and his kids for the one week off he gets a year. There's no cell phone reception. They're not bringing any clothes. And she's can't tell anybody where they're going. Yeah, This is fucking crazy.
0: I mean, it is. I just wrote, nope, 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 never, nope. Like, <laughs> where the fuck you gonna be, sis?
3: I,
1: I do like it when you channel your inner Todrick Hall. So,
0: it is so crazy. So here's twist number eighty-seven. Right. The truck that the boyfriend had, he had just purchased something called a tano cloth. I was today years old when I learned what a tano cloth was. I know. So I guess when you have a pickup truck, there's this like cloth that can go over the pickup truck to make it be enclosed.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so the idea was because apparently their relationship is super fucking secret. We learned that the reason that she clocked out like 19 seconds after midnight, which is way earlier than she usually does, is because she had to sneak into the parking lot, sneak into the bed of the truck that's now covered with this fucking cloth thing so that when the guy comes out, nobody will see her getting into the truck with him and he's carpooling with some other guy. He's got to drop some other guy off at home. Right. Can I just ask you, what would it feel like as a person in love with another person who was like, no one can see me. I have to ride in the bed of the truck to get out of the work parking lot. Would you
0: ever do that? If a man asked me to do that, I would be like, get yourself to fuck. Wherever (laughs) that is, get yourself there. You can reach it by airplane. (laughs) Wherever fuck is, get yourself there. I don't care how you get there. Just
1: (laughs) get there if you get... You know what I would say to the guy? What? I need you to shut the, the fuck, fuck up, cause nobody asked you bitch. Shut <laughs> the fuck up, bitch, bitch. Shut up. Shut the, the fuck up bitch. A, <laughs> fuck a, <laughs> bow bow. Shut the fuck up, bitch. My favorite is a bow
0: bow. Shut the fuck up. Shut, shut up, the fuck up. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck-up. It f- is so crazy. And the sister Janine
3: said. Patty considered hiding in the truck to be part of the excitement of their secret trip.
0: And I said, Nasis, that sounds alarming and dangerous. <laughs> <That> <laughs> (laughs) That doesn't sound sexy and exciting. I'm
1: sorry. Just one more question. What is she thinking? Do you think when she got into the bed of the truck under that fucking straight guy cloth, well, like, do you think that she's still super into it? Or do you think she's like, oh shit, this is fucking weird? No,
0: I think she thinks that, like, they're going to go have this romantic week that they're really going to connect as a couple, right? Yeah. I mean, living in secret, that must rip your insides apart. So they're going to go be a couple, be happy, play house. Yeah. All that excitement. Excitement, all that energy. She feels so much love for him. And for a week, they're going to be a normal couple. Yeah. And I think that's what's getting her through. And she just has these rose colored glasses and these love blinders on. And I don't think there's anyone in her life telling her how actually, truly implausibly insane that sounds. Yep. It yep. sounds like the script to a movie. And I get it. I understand her sisters were probably just saying, but she's in love, but she's in love, but she's in love. And they love her. Her so much, but at some point you have to put your foot down and just count up all the crazy yes. and then trade your chips in and say no. <laughs>
1: <sighs> I tried to do that with you once, but then I missed you by the end of the weekend.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: So it's February 13th, 2001. The investigators go and interrogate this guy. She's been gone for two fucking weeks. This guy has a two-week head start on everybody. But they finally go to interrogate him. They're looking for anything that can link him to Patty. Because they're saying, like, we've interviewed everybody at the workplace. Everyone's saying, like, they were kind of just friends. I don't really know about this big relationship. And the guy consents to a search of his home property and his business.
0: Yeah, well, within two weeks, he can bleach the fucking place from top to bottom.
1: Totally. And, you know, he denies knowing anything. Anything about what happened to Patty, denies having had an affair with her. And so does the wife. Yeah. Yeah, and the wife is saying like
2: she denied him having an affair with Patty, said so that it wasn't it wasn't possible. He goes to work and he comes home after work every night.
1: We learned that the night Patty went missing, she's like, he came home by 2.30 in the morning. Now, mm. we know that he dropped his co-worker off at 12.30. That gives him two fucking hours.
0: But the wife also corroborates and says he was home that entire week. Also, they search the house, they find that Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt from Miami. Yeah. So that's the number one thing. The one thing we know for sure, Patty never made it to Canada. For
1: sure. And like, they bring in a cadaver dog and the cadaver dog alerts, on this, like, mound of freshly poured concrete. And the detectives are
2: like... Once that dog alerts, there's a possibility that a body had been laid here or is buried here.
1: You guys, you're in this guy's backyard looking for a dead body and it takes the cadaver dog for you to think you should look at the pile of freshly poured concrete? Freshly poured.
0: Like, ah, you think we should look at the concrete? I don't think we need to dig into it. No, it's new, new concrete. Like, brand new concrete. And the dog liked it. The dog? Yeah, the dog that smells bodies liked it. So we should pull it up? Yeah, we should pull it up. (laughs) Okay. Because the other thing too is we see a
1: picture of this concrete. It's not like they poured the concrete on the driveway or to make a patio. It looks like a fucking pancake in the middle of the yard. It looks like someone
0: spilled concrete. Yes. It looks like an accident yes yes we have to post a picture of this because it's like grass concrete grass it is the weirdest thing you will ever see i mean there's gotta be a body in there right yeah
1: you me and the dog all agree the cops are not so sure girl yeah
0: the dog's like i have one job I know. i'm know. i doing it right now i'm telling you there's something <laughs> fucking in that concrete i do
1: one thing <laughs> These poor dogs have to work with these idiot humans all day long. Like, can you imagine the post-work happy hour dog bar where they all get together and talk about us?
0: Yeah, they're like, what'd you do today? They're like, I told the dude it was in the fucking concrete. Nobody listened to me. And he's like, it's a rough life. Get it? I made a rough joke. Oh, that was horrible.
1: We're good at this comedy, girl.
0: But anyway, listen, this guy's sticking to his story. He denies everything. He denies the money. He says he was happily married. You know who else was happily married? Chris fucking Watts said he was happily married, too. I know.
1: I
2: know. So he says... Outside of knowing her at work, he denied any relationship whatsoever with her. He denied having any plans whatsoever to leave out of town with her. He denied accepting any money from her and he indicated he was happily married and he had no plans of getting a divorce. He
0: says he wasn't near Canada. He's like, he doesn't know anyone in Canada. He just denies, denies, denies. He says he never received anything from her.
1: Yeah, right. And the one thing that you would think that they would be able to connect to him would be all the money. Remember, she lent him all this money. Yeah. So they go through her bank statements and they see she withdrew $30,000 from her 401k. She took out a second mortgage and took out... $25,000 in cash. She took cash advances on her credit cards. She cashed out stock. In the two-year period she was dating this guy, she cashed out $90,000 that she gave to this guy. And there's no evidence of him ever receiving it. And when we get to the sisters again, the sisters are like...
4: I had one time said to her, you know, do you have any kind of proof of it? Are you keeping, like, a promissory note? Dad said, no. We can't actually sign something because if she finds out, then she'll know, and then he's going to call it off
0: so they can't be any paper trail. Oh, my God. He's a good fucking criminal. She gave him $90,000, Ellen. Yeah, but he, he's not an idiot. He's not an idiot. He didn't deposit that shit. He didn't put it anywhere traceable. Who knows if he put it in like an offshore account or he just kept it under his goddamn mattress. Whatever it was, he knew what he was doing and he is a good criminal.
1: We got to talk about that tarp again for another minute.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's it called? What kind of tarp is it? A straight guy tarp? Yeah, whatever. Whatever the fuck. It covers your pickup truck. So the weird thing also to know about this pickup truck is this truck was specifically designed for hauling.
1: Uh, yeah, I know. One of the business associates says
2: he was surprised that he had purchased this tonneau cover because of what they use that truck for. They run parts, they run radiators, and they, they haul stuff on it. So it really didn't make sense putting that tonneau cover on that truck.
1: He says they run parts, they run radiators, they haul stuff with it. And I said, that does not sound like a job I would excel at, girl.
0: No, no. <laughs> You have many skills <laughs> hauling radiators. It's not one of them. Can you imagine? No. I was like, girl, I just got a new job. I'm gonna be hauling
1: radiators.
0: And then I would just pet your face. I would, like, commit you. I'd be like, my baby has amnesia. He doesn't know who he is. I'm all
1: radiators. <laughs> and I'm not making fun of people who have jobs like that. I envy a person who can do that. I can barely lift up my kid. You think I can lift up a radiator?
0: <laughs> I know. Lifting is do not what it is. Do do that with their hands? Yeah. You know what you're good at lifting? What, girl? Beverages. <laughs> I love you.
1: I'm, I am really good at doing that.
0: <laughs> yes, you. Are. Who's my boy who can left beverages? Cold ones and frosty mugs. You're so cute. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. But Okay, so he's got this tarp. We learn a couple things about the tarp. We learned that there is... is <laughs> do you ever think that would be a thing you would say for a job? No, no, <laughs> no. We learn a couple things about the tarp. What size is the tarp, do you think, my love? It was
1: a medium-sized tarp before quarantine. I stand by
0: it. It was. So we find two interesting things on the tarp.
2: Blood was found to be on the underneath side of the tonneau cover, along with Cat hairs.
0: We find a tiny, very tiny, and I mean tiny speck of blood, and we find some cat hair.
1: <laughs> what? You, somebody found her consonants for cat hair. Can't say it, which is as the title of the podcast. I didn't want to say like <laughs> cat hair, cat hair, cat hair. But you have no problem saying obsessive disappeared.
0: Obsessive disappeared. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> Okay, so we find these two things. We send those off to forensics. Somewhere in Texas, they test animal hair DNA. Who knew? Right. Thank you, Texas. Right, yeah. So the first thing that comes back is the cat hair. And the cat hair DNA matched Patty's cat. So
1: like, you guys, she was definitely fucking in there. Like, she was definitely in there.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know if we made this clear. It was the bottom of the Tano cloth. Yes, yeah, so yeah. So she was definitely in the bed of the pickup truck. It probably like came up off of her clothes or something. Yes. And it was there.
1: Yeah. So they find a speck of blood in there as well. Now, remember, this guy had eight days to fucking power wash his truck and this Tano cloth. They find a tiny, tiny speck of blood. It was so small that what the DNA lab was saying was
3: that the blood sample is tiny, just a speck unfortunately. Forensics says this presents a problem.
1: If the test goes wrong or it's inconclusive, there's not going to be any more blood to test. So wait. Wait until the technology gets better so that even as small as this drop is, we can wait and test it later without using the entire sample. And that's at the very end of this episode. They say the technology is just around the corner where they're going to be able to test this blood. And that's how this episode ends, you guys. It ends with no answers. We don't know where she is. They haven't tested the blood. The guy is still out there in the world, right? Like he never got arrested. No. So, do you have an update on the blood and on anything else?
0: I'll give you every update that I had. I just find this to be maybe one of the most frustrating cases we've ever covered. Not because it's unresolved, which it is, but moreover, I feel like we've just been left hanging. Over
1: girl, oh my. <laughs> My goodness.
0: So the boyfriend is never referenced in the episode, right? Like they never say his name. They never say his name. There's probably a reason for that. It's easily googable, And I've read on a bunch of threads that he has pursued lawsuits and defamation suits. So if you want to Google it, it's a really easy Goog. So according to his wife's timeline, there was only an hour and a half that was unaccounted for. Here's what we knew. We knew that she was in the back of a truck and we knew there was somebody else in that truck as well. Yeah,
1: like the co-worker that he was like dropping off.
0: Right. And I think the wife knew something. Here's why. That 3 a.m. call from Sister Marsha went on for for sure 45 minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. Why would they just casually keep pressing on with that? Yeah. So this case is actually still an unsolved case. It is very, very widely talked about online on loads of forums, on Reddit forums, all over the place. There was no prosecution of this man. And it just seems like there was so much evidence. A lot of people call it circumstantial, but what else do we have to go on? He was never even brought in for questioning and he was never so much as named a person of interest. Oh
1: my God. I
0: know. It is crazy that every sign points to him. I just feel like this family was so wronged. I feel like nobody really advocated for this family. I feel like they just said, let's wait for science to catch up and that never happened. So they never tested the blood? They have never tested the blood. Now, this family is still actively pursuing what happened to their daughter. If you have any information, the family still asks that you contact Jeff Styers at 937-654-4100. This is still an open case, even though they assume that she is dead. They do think this was a homicide and they're still pursuing it. I wanted to give a little update on McKaylee. She's currently studying for her PhD in behavioral neuroscience. I have no idea what those words mean, but it sounds amazing.
3: <laughs>
0: and I just feel like I've never heard of a case left so open, left saying, "Let's wait for technology to catch up, and then nobody does anything." Ugh. Say something funny
1: when McKaylee gets her degree in behavioral neuroscience. You should make an appointment.
3: <laughs> bow, 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 bow,
0: bow. <laughs> Where is she? I know.
1: You guys, we love you. Join the Facebook group. It's the Obsessed with Disappeared podcast discussion group. See how easy it is to make that sound so people can understand the words?
0: Don't. Don't. You know what? I can't. You're petting all my peeves right now. Just keep talking. Go on.
1: Also, follow us on Instagram, you guys. The Disappeared Pod. Every Friday night, we go live at 6 p.m. Eastern. We get drunk. We make fun of each other. We yell. We scream. We take your questions. It's actually, like, my favorite thing I do during the week
0: for Oh, I love you so much for work. Oh,
3: I love you, too. Oh. You can follow
0: Patrick at at Patrick Hines underscore on stuff. And you can follow me at Ellen Marsh. And I spell my name with a Y if you care.
1: Are you coming? Coming for me with your Instagram followers? I see the numbers
0: ticking up. Are you gonna get more than me soon? I mean, you know my Instagram's a pretty fun place to hang out. It's true.
1: <laughs> we love you guys.
0: We love you so much. Please be kind to each other. And the holiday. Stop! The holidays are coming up. You know I love the holidays. It's a hard time for everyone. We're probably going into lockdown soon. Wear a mask. God damn it! I want to stop wearing masks. Please just wear a mask. I love you so much.
1: Bye. Bye. McKaylee, are you taking appointments yet? Bye. Oh. <laughs> Girl, I just took a nap for the first time since like 1997. So who knows? Maybe I'll be calm today. Oh.
0: Re- Probably not, girl. But, <laughs> I, <laughs> I should never know. <laughs> I didn't even have words. I was like, I don't even know. I don't. You want to? I can't. Should I? Do you want to?
1: By the time you guys are hearing this, it'll be in the past. But get ready. Yeah. She's coming with an agenda, you guys. Uh, She's go- got an agenda. <laughs> I haven't had an alcoholic beverage in three days. I'm getting, I'm going to get shit tanked.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I can't wait for that. I mean, you get shit tanked and a hamster shows up. <laughs>
1: You go from like, you go from like, oh, Patrick gets shit tanked, and anyway, please look for us on social. On our handles are.
0: Did I say that? Did yes. I really do that? <laughs> yes you guys for Patrick's 21st birthday this this shows you what kind of a person Patrick is he wanted a roast for his 21st uh-huh. birthday and all of our best friends got around and me and our friend Anna Hurley wrote a song I never had a dad this is why I'm gay
1: do you remember that
3: Since she doesn't want her real name used, we're going to call her Midtown Patty. Since she doesn't want her real name used, we're going to call her Sharon Bagabones. Christopher, I feel like that's really tripping you up. You want to just call her Jane? I like it. A classic pseudonym. Jane. Yeah, I can work with that.